Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and I'm very, very excited about our guest today because um, I think she has a lot of great insight. Um, so I'm super excited to dive in. But without further ado, I want to talk, I, I want to introduce you guys to Heidi Brown, who is the CEO and editor-in-chief for Brilliance by Brown.inc. So welcome to the show, Heidi. I'm so, so happy you're here. Ekta, thank you so much. I, I, I'm so looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, no, I am too. And I think it's going to be a great one. I, I want to get started, though, Heidi, because I want to know your background and, um, you know, your journey in editorial and just everything that has led to this, um, this publication and, you know, all the good stuff. So can you get us started? Sure. So I uh, built my career in the technology sector. I'm a former uh, marketing executive, CMO, VP, uh, have worked in Silicon Valley, uh, wow. Started out with companies like AT&T, Zip Davis on the sales side, then moved to marketing. And as I uh, graduated through uh, my years and my experience, um, that also uh, provided me the opportunity to be part of some exciting startups, um, as well as leading uh, teams with regard to delivering new technologies to the enterprise, primarily financial services sector, uh, yeah. manufacturing sectors. Um, and uh, so what I've done with regard to the launch of Brilliance by Brand is to lean into my corporate executive skills to provide, um, I believe, um, information uh, that's useful to the demographic that we serve. Right, right. And what is, the, what is that demographic? Like, what was your vision with that? Yeah, so a little bit about uh, my personal history. Um, yeah. I've always been a wellness enthusiast. So that spans anything from, you know, dance when I was younger to uh, eating the right foods. Um, when I mean, what I mean by right foods are, um, you know, your standard fruits and vegetables. Um, I yeah, it's like a nutrient rich diet, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. My parents were, um, my parents belonged to a food co-op way before, you know, Whole Foods was even a, a kernel of thought. Yeah. Um, so uh, the notion of, you know, taking care of your body, wellness, mind, body, spirit has always been a part of who I am and what I do. I think I was also influenced uh, by my mother who was uh, well-known in her sphere. She was a uh, psychologist and, and life coach and the whole notion of you know, how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself. Um, right. That's so cool. Process. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely informed me in terms of how I do my night, my life. That yeah. I mean, you know, intelligent women raise intelligent women. So I, you know, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I also have to give kudos to my dad who was, um, you know, a, a real um, pioneer um, in his field. Um, he was well known in the uh, advertising and fashion world um he's a fashion photographer and yeah they both led really, really big lives so in terms of expectations about how I turned out um <laughs> no, no yeah worries. like the bar is set very high yes <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly but that being said with regard to you know wellness um and taking care of one's body um you know I lost uh my brother in 2011 um, from a heart condition, my brother, my father passed from Parkinson's in 2015, and my mom passed in 2018 from um, colon cancer. I'm so sorry. That's really hard. That's a yeah. lot. 
it was um, rather challenging, um, just in terms of where I was also at in my life, Ekta. Um, yeah. I was approaching my 50s um, as my mom um, was um, dealing with uh, the cancer that had returned. And yeah. I was in a place also of um, wanting to get out of what I was doing to have more purpose, um, and uh, also to be an advocate for, for wellness, you know, here I had. Well, yeah. And also that makes you just so much more, you know, I think in a, in a way when you experience that it, it heightens your, your desire in terms of like what you want to achieve in life. Right. I mean, that's, that's how I see it. It's like when you see life for what it is, and especially through something like, you know, death of an immediate family member or something that is so, there's so much grief involved. It makes you realize like, the level on which you want to impact humanity. So, you know, I, I really love that you're, you're going into this like this. So just continue. I just wanted to add that little. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. Ekta. You know, I, yeah. you know, I was in a place of, you know, I, I did not have my, I did not have children. Um, I had recently um, met my now husband. Um, yeah. So I got, I got married um, when I was yeah. 51. <laughs> Wow, that's so cool. And, I like that. Um, well, I think it was the way of the universe saying, you know, we got your back. So yeah, we understand what you're going through, but know that you're not going to be by yourself. Yeah. yeah. And so I have this wonderful new family um, and I feel very blessed about that. Um, but in terms of the career trajectory, um, I was also dealing with, you know, perimenopause and didn't really know because my mother really never talked to me about, you know, what happens with your body as you mature. Um, right. I started to have breakouts in my skin, what's going on. You know, I pride myself again on um, being very healthy and fabulous and all that other wonderfulness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's confusing when you've, you've lived a lifestyle that is, you know, in the direction of wellness, then yeah, something like skin health is absolutely like it, it, it bothers you. And, and these changes are, yeah, definitely, you know, um, very confusing. I can, I, I can definitely understand where you're, you know, you're coming from. Exactly. And I will tell you, you know, in terms of trying to understand what was going on, I've always had a dermatologist. Um, so, you know, because for me, uh, skin health, um, well, your total health is, is important. So um, that wasn't hasten right. in terms of reaching out to a dermatologist. Dermatologist. I think what was a little disconcerting was um, looking at um, the beauty sector and who it was speaking to, and it wasn't speaking to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? I hear you. Um, you know, it definitely skews uh, younger and. Um, I was rather disappointed with what wasn't there. And like many um, founders of companies, um, you're there to fill a market need or you understand that you must not be the only one, that there must be a need or a gap to fill. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. you know, as a black woman, um, the beauty industry has always, um, I think, treated people of color um, as an other. Um, yes and it's never spoken to people of color in any way I mean that is that's one of the biggest problems and that's why I'm I'm so excited that you know people like you are here because it, let's be honest you know I'm, I'm not 
I was not, you know, nearly as affected as I'm sure a lot of other women have been because I felt very, you know, underrepresented. I couldn't find my foundation. I couldn't find anyone I connected with. So I, yeah, I'm totally behind you with that. It's been a problem for decades at this point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I understand why you have um, legacy brands like Naomi Sims or Fashion Fair or others, which is on the makeup side, but on the skincare side, excuse me, on the skincare side, um, you really didn't have as many as you did hair care because the barrier of entry for hair care isn't as um, capital uh, intensive or you don't require as much capital to do that as you do to build a skincare brand. Right. And, um, my discovery of you know what happens within the within this industry within the beauty sector with regard to um, who's in charge, who's in leadership, who are on boards, who are those cosmetic chemists. Um, it's it was rather surprising, especially coming from tech where you know it's supposedly a meritocracy. It's really not. Usually, I was the only one, right. Yeah or in the boardroom. Um, and I am a huge supporter of STEM, um, right. and especially women um, who are in any of the sciences, um, I'm a huge supporter of. So that being said, um, I, again, understand why uh, there were um, these companies that were born um, that spoke to people of color because the quote unquote mainstream um, yeah. Yeah. Really discounted or just assumed that it wasn't as important. Now that is right. shifted. And I think that shift, unfortunately, is more um, reactive than proactive. Um, yeah. But you also have this cadre of incredible founders of color who are doing incredible things. Um, yeah but I mean you know Heidi this is my biggest question right it's like everything you said I I agree with and I my biggest question is is it enough because to be honest the industry that we're talking about is obviously a multi-billion dollar industry it is fueled by so many factors and you know for us to try to make a change and, and to make um, you know, people of color in the mainstream and, and something that's not like labeled as this is people of color. And I've made this point before in my previous podcast, and it really bothers me because, you know, honestly, let's be real. It makes me think of segregation. I hate it. You know, I if you are ma- marketing a product that is like, this is for people of color, right. don't like that is just as like, you know, disrespectful as like basically not including us because, you know, at the end of the day, we're just people. Everyone is a person. There should not be a skin color association with it and we should all be represented easily you know it's, it's a giant giant like you know web of information that's being just I guess propagated at a point and there's just no I wonder um going back to my point if it's enough what the wonderful entrepreneurs are doing and you know uh if that's even enough to make a debt because it's like what are we going up against you know what I mean that's the biggest that's my biggest concern is like, you know, at one point, the uphill battle has to become logical and uh, people have to start backing this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Well, to, to your point, you know, it's, it's, it's similar to, well, you know, we know we need to do better. So let's check the box, right? As opposed yeah. to, you know, this should be part of our corporate governance. I mean, chief diversity officer, does the chief diversity officer have the opportunity to become a CEO versus someone, someone who is on a CEO track um, being um, in the role of, you know, a, a chief revenue officer or a chief marketing officer, 
becoming yeah. uh, the CEO. Um, and that um, it shouldn't be about checking the box. It should be about let's understand who our uh, consumer is, right? Yeah. Consumer is vast um, with respect to um, the, uh, not only the ethnic background, but also yeah. the, the skin tone, the skin type, if we're talking about skincare, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and with regard to, is it enough? No, it's, it's not enough. Clearly it's not enough because we wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have birthed Brilliance by Brown if it wasn't enough, you know? Yeah, yeah, of Here course. Am, you know, wanting to create this single source platform that promotes and envelops um, uh, women over 40, um, how to take care of your skin, the ingredients that are required is, uh, instead of those products being skewed to 35-year-olds who really don't need it, you know, the focus yeah. anti-aging, it should be, okay, what's your issue? And this is the ingredient that will support that issue. Right. Absolutely. I 100% agree with you. And I think, you know, to do that, you know, th that this, my biggest question is, why is it taking so long for people to do this? Because at the end of the day, this is health. And with everything else, you know, from, from the pharmaceutical side, we, you know, when we have a patient, we devise a plan specifically for that person. So to be able to transition that into the corporate sector, I don't think it should be that difficult. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't, I've never understood um, what the real delay here is, you know, with making things like menopause and making things like skin changes with age more mainstream and more easy to discuss. Like this is, this is, this should just be, you know, it's, it should be rooted in health is really what I'm trying to say, you know? Absolutely. Acta. I mean, my approach to skin care is really around wellness and skin function and what's, what are the best ingredients and, and foods and um, thinking that are gonna support um, where you are at your particular stage of life. Um, yeah. You know, there are a number of brands that I look to and, um, you know, on our company site, we do list um, products that we recommend. You know, I don't endorse them. I know that they work because I yeah. use them. Um, but with that said, um, there are a host of, of uh, brands and products um, and we keep a list that's, that's, that is constantly updated, um, but they are both conscious about um, how they run their organization. And what I mean by that is they're tapped into um, their uh, market, uh, their, their, excuse me, their demographic and the market yeah. that they serve from a holistic standpoint, means, meaning that they're truly enveloping, you know? Um, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm someone, Ekta, who, you know, yeah, I grew up in New York, but I also lived in Brazil. I lived in London. You know, yeah. I, I live a very, um, uh, I live through a very global mindset. Um, yes, same. My family, <laughs> right? My family yeah. is like United Nations. So uh, for me, I think I have to be patient with people who come to the table or their thinking is, is very myopic. Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. And, you know, also, I want to say, like, you know, just going back to the site and like, you know, the work you're doing, I think the relevance here is, is very, very important because, you know, there are a lot of apps are out right now, for example, you know, that recommend products based on just simply like a ingredient, you know, like the, the word, you know what I mean? And that's just not 
you have to you can't just go by that right like you have to go by like this like like you said this global 360 approach when you're able to recommend products that will help and that requires a personal touch you know what I'm saying so like if I if you were if I saw something on you know on your publications website and I and I know you and I know like how you're approaching wellness and I know how you're approaching um you know just health overall skin health especially I'm going to be more inclined to um as a consumer gravitate towards you know getting your recommendation rather than just being you know massively consuming you know multiple products trying to just you know because it's the trend or tiktok recommended it or you know what i'm saying so i think what you're doing is it's there's a lot of meaning behind it yeah and i also definitely embrace science you know that's why in 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 building this company um and it's it's a journey because we we launched right before the pandemic um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that wow. uh, that I had an advisory council um, that is um, multicultural, um, comprised of um, doctors um, and skin health experts and cosmetic chemists. Because um, yeah. I have to lean into the science. Um, of course. I have to lean into an understanding about um, body function. You know, we've got this largest organ and... Um, we don't, I don't think, truly appreciate what it does for us. Um, yeah. And when we think about skincare, we think about the face. We don't think about it from a head-to-toe experience. And when we think about skincare, it's like, oh, let me go to the spa, as opposed to let me go to a dermatologist and get a skin checkup. Um, exactly. We're yeah. thinking about dermatologists as if they're beauty doctors. That's not, they're, they're highly trained physicians. Yeah, they're extremely like, the, you know, cream of the crop in the medical field. I mean, to get into derm residency is one of the most difficult residencies to, to land. So like, they're not just, you know, they're most of the time a dermatologist can tell you more about internal medicine than yeah. an internal medicine doctor. So like straight up because yeah. they know all of the medicine, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. No, and it's, it's true. And to that point, there's also a cultural competency gap. I mean, the amount of black doctors in dermatology is yeah. ridiculous. It, it's, it's, uh, it's very disconcerting um, and or dermatologists who are well-versed in different types of uh, skin tones. I mean, skin is skin, however, however there are variances. Um, yeah, right? but we don't know enough either. That's another thing, know you know? Yeah. Yeah. Brown skin health is not a topic that has been researched in even in the slightest. You know what I mean? So we can't make any claims at this point. There needs to be more representation. Right. Right. Well, what I've done, Ekta, is I have um, put together for the company um, a network of doctors that I um, feature, talk about, reach out to. Um, promote um, specifically black doctors because um, they are incredible and uh, they are um, they should they they deserve the shine if you will yeah Um, yeah and it's not to discount other doctors right Um, and I and I also don't think that we should get into distinctions about who's a better doctor who's not a who's not a good doctor or a bad doctor. It's more about, let's stop having a conversation about, you know, um, 
a black doctor versus a Caucasian doctor. Yes, it needs to, it needs to, yeah, I, right? I hear you. I mean, it's not, you can't say anyone's a bad doctor unless right. you're a doctor, you know, right. there's just. <laughs> I mean, you could talk, you spoke, you spoke about, you know, a company founded by um, a person of color, whether that person's ethnicity or background or nationality is Indian or Asian or, or you know, uh, African-American. Yeah. Um, that doesn't discount the fact that it, the product that they produce or manufacture is for the masses. I yeah. mean, that's kind of like saying, I, you know, that black people can't shop Estee Lauder because, you know, it was founded by white people. I mean, it's exactly, just, it's, yes. it's just, it's like, what it's like, come on people, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I know. I, no, and I think with, you know, I, I love what you said. I love that you said that you're, you're promoting black doctors and there is absolutely no red tape to be able to, we should not have any red tape around that statement. Yes. And you know, I'll, I'll even say it. I want to promote black doctors. I want to promote Indian doctors and the doctors of color, because you know what, most of the time the doctors I've met as a doctor, the yeah. most brilliant ones have been either from Nigeria or from India or from, you know, um, somewhere in Alabama, you know, a young man who made it into medicine and fought hard. Those are the best doctors I've met. So they deserve to be elevated and shown to the public that these are the experts, you know, there's no, there should be no hesitation is what I'm trying to say in terms of promoting that because we've been doing that with white doctors for centuries now. So, (laughs) you know, it's just, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I, I, you know, I, I think that, medicine, women's health, black women's health specifically um, has um, really uh, been um, neglected. Yeah. In yeah. ways that we weren't aware of since the pandemic. And now that we're here, it's yeah. an opportunity, right? I always look at um, adversity. Um, uh, with a lens of where's the, what is the opportunity here? Yeah. Um, and so with Brilliance by Brown, I see a huge opportunity to have these kinds of conversations, Ekta. Yeah. Uh, to, um, you know, people always talk about, oh, it's hard to have these conversations. Like, why? I mean, it's I not. It's not. No, you and I are sitting here just fine having this. Like, you know, it's it's not, Heidi. It's a lot. It's bigotry is what it is. I'm going to be honest with you. I, you know, I am very, very similar to you in that I grew up in multiple countries. I've studied abroad for my graduate education. I was in the Caribbean for six years doing pro bono work. Like I've done a lot of different things. And I have, can tell you that the way Americans view race, no other world, no other country in this world views it the same way. And it's absolutely a broken system. It has to be fixed and it has to come. These insights have to come from people like you who are globally minded and who have seen the world and how life is everywhere else, because there you cannot create change in a bubble you know what i'm saying like you just cannot and in an american society we have this tendency of creating you know little bubbles of information rather than just educating masses in a in a non-discriminatory way you know what i mean and that's that's really really leading to a downfall in a lot of ways so i you know rant aside I just want to say, like, you know, I think this is very important work, what you're doing. I think that, you know, something as simple as, for example, women of color have darker axillary um, skin, you know, like armpit, like discoloration, something like that. It's embarrassing for a lot of girls to even bring that up because they're used to seeing their white, you know, peers who are not not going through this. You know what I mean? 
So they like little things like that is what I notice, and I and that tells me that there's not enough information out there. So I I love that you are you know I love that you're doing it the right way. I love your your vision, and you know I'm I'm excited to see all the great uh, stories that you come up with. Well, I tell you, Ekta, I think language matters, words matter. I mean, the whole notion around you know race or racism, you know, it's a man-made construct. Yeah. There's no such thing, right? We all come from different ethnicities and nationalities and backgrounds. We're all the we're all part of the human race. I mean, yeah. if you really want to get technical about it, right? Um, exactly. Now, in terms of you know different um, walks of life that we come from, we can speak to that. Um, but okay. for me, it's it's more about what's the issue? How do we find the solution? You know, right? Women over forty. Um, can tend to be rendered invisible, um, especially in the, in the beauty sector. Um, how do we change the language? Um, those- Yeah, like, can we, can we change the language of black doesn't crack? I hate that shit. Like, you well, know what I mean? Well, first of all, I don't know where it came from. Um, yeah. Secondly, it's not true. Um, yeah. I, think, I think this is where we get to talk about what happens with, different skin as it ages, right? My yeah. sisters, they can get, they can get more crepey, right? As opposed yeah. to myself, you know, the, the elasticity and it doesn't discount the fact that um, Caucasian skin doesn't get uh, loss, of, loss, of, loss of elasticity does not occur. Yeah. But the, uh, the shifts are different, no different, you know, no different than you know, Asian women and how they age. Um, right. And so if we can talk about um, uh, skincare um, as it relates again to a specific is- issue and a specific um, ethnic background, I think that, that companies who are um, promoting their products serve their customer base in a better way. Yeah, yeah. You know, Definitely. to say, yeah. okay, you know, 25 year old, you need to, you know, exfoliate and do AHAs and BHAs and you peptides and collagen, right. um, as opposed to understanding why, the, as opposed to understanding the science behind that and knowing that peptides, as an example, are important for women um, in my age group than they are well, a 25 year old. Yeah. Well, knowing what peptides are to begin and with, knowing right? what like, peptides are, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hear you. I hear you. And I think that, you know, the, the education aspect is something that, you know, we can never have enough of. I think that, you know, by educating the consumer, we're not just helping the consumer, but it is helping the beauty industry because, it, let's be honest, you're going to sell more products if you merge it with science. I'm, I mean, that's just, exactly. I feel like with business, that's common business sense. Like, you should know that as an industry and skin, skincare, especially, you know, you know, if you are creating products that are geared towards some sort of, you know, th- there's ingredients in them, there's chemistry behind it. You cannot ignore the science. The consumers are eventually going to ask you questions. They're that's eventually. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, that's where I lean into my technology background. Right. So, for example, if you're building a data center, you need to understand what components, what software, the hardware, what it does in order to help that company run its business. Yeah. Right? 
So it's no different than purchasing a skincare product to understand those ingredients and why it's formulated in the way that it is to support, to su better support your skin function. Right. Um, right. Exactly. And, and, you know, I'm actually waiting for the day that labs start creating, um, you know, a more public option for consumers, like just independent labs where you can take your skincare and ask them, will you test it for this, 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 like, you know what I mean? Just to figure out which one in your products, like what is really there? I think the more science you put into the hands of the consumer, the better this industry is going to get. I really believe that, you yeah. know, I think, yeah. Yeah. That's why, you know, I, um, admire and love products that are, um, either science tracked, science based, um, or formulated by doctors or, or estheticians or, um, you know, those who have taken the time to provide breakthrough products yeah. that, um, that, and you understand their purpose and their intention. Now, right. you know, especially within the, the um, whole area of um, aging well skincare, right? Um, borrowing a term from Rochelle Weitzner, who I love. Um, yes. Oh my God. Rochelle is such product. a rock star. <laughs> um. But, you know, her approach and what she's done in terms of revolutionizing um, the whole notion of skincare for, you know, women over 45, I think is fantastic. I mean, you have other companies out there, a lot of Me Too companies and other companies that are doing, um, that are part of this cadre of, you know, how to take your care of your skin over 45. And I think that's great, right? I think yeah. that there should be um, enough for everybody to provide to the consumer. Um, but it's companies like that, as an example, Poswell Aging or Ron Robinson's company, you know, Beauty Stat, you know, who's oh, a yeah. cosmetic chemist, right? Um, or Jordan Samuel, um, who, um, you know, has a, has a, is a former dancer, um, professional ballet dancer who um, is now a noted esthetician and has a beautiful uh, skincare line. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, or Dr. Dele Michael, who has ADM skincare. And I'm running these names off not to promote them. It's more about um, why um, I love what they're doing. It's because they're, they speak to exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not about, it, there, there's no such thing as like, you know, if you, okay, let me rephrase this. When it comes to science, you can't compete with a brand who has, for example, Noble Panacea. You know, I recently interviewed Celine and, you know, the, the technology and these products, the, the true innovation. Um, again, you know, Ron, Ron has discovered a way to stabilize vitamin C. You know, the, this is crazy good innovation and you absolutely cannot compete with science when it comes to just good self-care products you have to get rooted in science and you have to like you know promote that and push brands to be like listen um this isn't enough you need to tell me why the science it worked and why this works why should i buy your product over the next one you know what i'm saying so well, it, it's more yeah go ahead you no know, i was gonna say i think it's also um for the individual for that consumer to understand um how they take care of their skin internally, right? So yeah. getting up in the morning and drinking a glass of water instead of reaching for that coffee first or tea, right? Right. Um, your gut health, um, what, what, are, what are you eating? You know, the fact that as you age, you know, you need um, more protein, you need 
um, need to um, have nutrients that are going to support what it is that you're cycling out, right? Right. To pay attention to your bone health with good co collagen um, um, foods, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, and that in turn will support your skin health. I mean, you can't quite frankly get collagen by applying it to your face. That's just- Yeah, you can't. It's a, it's a actually very large protein in our body. You know, it's, yeah, I hear you. I mean, I completely agree. And I think the overall wellness aspect is definitely like, you know, it's something that's not being talked about enough at all. You know, I think, um, you know, being able to gain advice in a multifactorial way when it comes to our skin health and when it comes to our just health, you know, our whole body health, especially for women as we age, like, you know, that's, that's something that's truly good work and it, it needs to just be propagated more. And I love that you're doing it. So, you know, I completely agree with you. Well, Ekta, I um, so value what it is that you're doing. Um, I think that the more conversations we have that um, operate from an authentic uh, place, and I know people talk about that, you know, be authentic, be transparent. Right. Yeah. A lot of that is, some of that is corporate speak, quite frankly. Um, yeah. I <laughs> know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. But, no, but it is to truly, you know, to, to truly speak your truth um, is um, what I think inspires people, and yeah. um, and to have conversations that foster thinking, um, right, right, um, and you know, with skin care, with skin health, it's all very subjective because we're all different, and our body makeup is different. I mean, you know. Right it's uh that's important to factor in that no one thing does the same thing for everybody um, right but, right it has to be it has to be really you know very well curated but Heidi I want to thank you so much this has been amazing you are so so lovely to speak with and I'd love to have you back anytime um you know and we can have another amazing conversation so thank you so much Ekta thank you so much I really appreciate <laughs> everyone listening out there please check out the links that we we put up i'm going to tag uh billions by brown and and heidi and we're going to have all the information in the caption so definitely go check out the website um brilliancebybrown.inc I mean, let us know what you think and about this episode or any of our episodes in the comments we love hearing from you um any advice you have anything you want to hear about let us know as well and i will be back next time thanks heidi thank you Ekta.